And another way to say that is to Christ City, I, I see your faithfulness. I see your love for Jesus and um, and I'm just as much, I'm right there with you. Let's not be afraid to to share verbally what's in our hearts and we can do that together. I love you guys. Hey there, Christ City Church. Welcome to another episode of the Christ City Cast. Today's conversation is part two of a discussion that we had with Ryan and Kyler and Dana all around speaking of Jesus. This theme, this series that we've been in all summer long, wondering and asking questions about what it means to speak like Jesus, to speak of Jesus often, and more recently, what it means to speak to the Father in prayer. So we hope you enjoy the second half of the conversation. We pretty much pick up right where we left off, where I ask if anyone would like to share any stories that might get at what it means to speak of Jesus. Y'all, so we've already had one story, but is there any stories that y'all could share from your own lives that kind of you think... Something that really exemplifies speaking of Jesus. It, it the context is everyday life, mm-hmm. and and kind of what we're pointing to in terms of who who's doing the moving and, and mm-hmm. the pushing and pulling, and who's making things happen, and who's responsible for the abundance that we have or the peace that we have, and attributing correctly to the Lord what's His. Mm. And so, it, an example of of doing that would just be, wow, I've been struggling all week. I've had headaches. I've been so fatigued. And today I feel great. Like praise the Lord that he's carried me through Mm. this week. And that I can easily just roll out of bed, feel better and be like, oh, okay, good. Mm. And forget who carried me through this week when I've been feeling really bad. Mm. And so it takes a noticing of who's at work and, and that's an acknowledgement acknowledgement before you can speak it you got to acknowledge it and and that's hard to do sometimes especially if we're completely overloaded and have no margin to look around and see what's going on around us and i like how how you phrase that you were speaking of jesus to your own heart Hmm. before you reflected to other people but your your immediate thing was to speak of jesus to your own heart and remind yourself who he is i think that one way that people fail to utilize in what i would say call evangelism is being honest about their struggles and their needs and their weaknesses Hmm. and i found that to be a profoundly powerful means means of entering into spiritual conversations with Mm. people it's so much more effective number one people people want to help and so they're already they're engaged more you 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 were vulnerable and now they're it's that's that's primed the pump of the conversation for them to start being vulnerable Mm. one of the second corinthians one 
the comfort you've received, then you extend it to others. Yeah, and to second that, one of the greatest gifts I know that God's given me is the tendency to lead with my struggles. Yeah. And that... He uses it. That shame we talked about earlier, that gets broken down very it's quickly gone. if I'm willing to lead with the struggle. Now, that gets messy, <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. And it's not comfortable. And I like, Kyler, how you said about kind of being shaky and like nervous <laughs> and butterflies in the stomach. Yeah. Absolutely. And I want to take this time to acknowledge that Kyler and I are wired very similarly. Mm. We're excitable. We're emotional. Mm -hmm. Our heart is totally on our sleeve. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to be that way to speak at Jesus. No. We're probably comfortable coming on this podcast because we're wired that way. But that is not what it takes. It doesn't take the right answers. It doesn't take the right personality type. You don't have to be the right Enneagram number. It doesn't take any of those things. It takes a trust in God and a willing to acknowledge that the Spirit's with us and speak of what we truly care about and what we truly love and what's truly hard for us. I'm not saying that's easy. I just want to take this time to acknowledge that every single person that's loved by God can speak of Him. Hmm. So that's everybody. I would agree to that. And as you're talking, I'm just thinking through like the different types of personalities that have moved into Vickery Meadows and that are, you know, laboring there that are trying to share the the gospel people and, and how it it does, it takes different expressions and stuff, but it is, I mean, it's probably mostly introverts um, that move out to Vickery and for a hundred percent, it's mostly introverts. (laughs) So, yeah. And I just, and I'm thinking about, and I'm thinking about, how that, what that's looked like that I've seen, I've, I've, seen, I've seen girls being hit on and the, and she just starts preaching the gospel to the guy. <laughs> I've seen, um, just all kinds of stuff. Uh, yeah, this is not just a personality thing at all. Quick story on that. So there was a guy I worked with many years ago, right around the time I first came to Christ and started getting really fired up about speaking of Jesus. And so this was a friend we had some similarities in common. We worked together. We developed a relationship, let's say, over six months to a year. So we're not starting from mm-hmm. from scratch here. And it became apparent to me that he was not a believer. And so I wanted to share the gospel with him, prayed about, prayed for him and, and prayed about sharing with him and kind of came direct and head on, which is my personality style, and, right. and my style. And, um, it didn't seem to go anywhere. So we were still friends and coworkers after that, but I couldn't kind of figure out until much later. So as he was leaving and moving away after working together for two years, um, I actually heard his significant other say something about something that made me realize that I was just too much, like I was too intense and like too in his face. And that's when I started to learn that everyone has an emotional speed we warm up differently mm-hmm. to get into these conversations. It We have to be in tune with where people are at in terms of relationally, how quickly they'll, they'll, That's they'll so open good. up. So That's so good. That was like a big crash and burn for me, but that really shaped the way that I went from there speaking to Jesus. And so now I know to be more careful if someone is, is more shy, more reserved, more closed off, um, I'm going to approach them 
at a, a slower speed, but I'm also going to pray that someone would come along who's wired more like them yeah. <laughs> to come into that or maybe introduce them to a friend. Maybe I'll introduce them to Dana and just, you know, someone who has a little bit more uh, gentleness and can connect with somebody like that. Yeah, talk, talk about, oh, go ahead, Dana. Oh, well, that just reminded me of a story. When I was um, living in Florida, I uh, taught um, Arabic or to English to Arabic speakers, and I made friends with this woman named Nora, and she was over from Baghdad with her husband was getting a doctorate at UCF at the time. And so she was kind of living by herself with her young kid, and so I would meet with her once a week, and we'd eat cashews, and it was just... It was just a sweet friendship where I was trying to pray over like how the Lord could help me um, speak of Jesus to mm-hmm. her. And I would, and we'd have great conversations and I can remember some of those explicit conversations, but um, she didn't become a believer while we were meeting, but um, her and her husband moved to Tallahassee and our old pastor and his wife were um, starting a church in Tallahassee and so I invited her to go meet with the pastor's wife there and it was similar where she had the pastor's wife had a real similar sweet just um, disposition and really took on Nora as her friend and through that faithfulness of her she and the Lord working in her heart and I think through that friendship she became a believer and her kids became believers and it was just it was really sweet to be a part of that story. So even though it wasn't like, it wasn't like I didn't get like, you know, the thrill of seeing yeah. her at that moment come to Christ. It was just such a, a sweet feeling to be a part of her story. That totally ties into the next thing I was going to say. So, like, when I was thinking of, like, so the, the one thing, when I first started this podcast, I was like, okay, like, what do you have to say about evangelism? It's like, pray, 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 pray. <laughs> don't go alone yeah. and pray, pray, pray. Like, you know, don't don't necessarily do what, what I say. Maybe do what I do. Maybe consider what I say, but, like, don't go alone and, and pray, like, a lot. It's, and, and, and specifically, I mean, if you want to talk about, you know, gent- indirectness, and, and we're, we're talking about how Jesus spoke. He was the most indirect, confusing, perplexing person. Half of what he said was questions or riddles. And that was the one thing that I was, I didn't say when we were like, how do we see what Jesus talked, spoke of? It, mm. How he spoke is he asked questions. And whether you're in, in more of a apologetic sort of context with somebody, like it, it's at the level of ideas, know, or, ideas or whatever, yeah. like, you know, like for example, with Muslims, they're asked. They'll, they'll they they might they might say like, well, do you believe that Jesus is is God's son? The first, I'm not going to say yes or no. I'm going to ask them like, well, what do you mean by God's son? Or if you're just honestly just helping them get into contact with their desire. I mean, J- Jeremy did an awesome job in, in teaching us, showing us how Jesus asked the question, "What do you desire?" Mm-hmm. Um, all these questions, asking questions is huge. So I would say, but ultimately, in terms of the the 
all the outreach we've done in Vickery Meadow, the two things that have changed the, the game for us in terms of fruitfulness have been praying mm. and not going alone, especially because you can't, there's so many relational dynamics and reasons why, number one, we don't have the capacity to be the per only person pouring into this person. Number two, or to care for this person or love them or support them or whatever. It takes a collective effort. There's also a degree of like, this person might not open up with you. They might have this kind of, and then you bring in your crazy friend, bring in crazy Kyler. I'm going to share, I'm going to say the offensive stuff that they need to hear you wanted to tell them, but you didn't need to be the one to tell them that necessarily. And if, if they get their feelings hurt with me, they still got you. you it didn't affect y'all's relationship or whatever, but now they've heard the truth. And they're going to think about it more later and whatever. There's all sorts of reasons why even just being a going together in groups of at least two makes it helps you to be a, a thermostat instead of a thermometer. If you're just one out of in a crowd, God can still use that. But for the most part, the crowd, the atmosphere, the spiritual atmosphere adjusts to like the least common denominator. So if, if you're out super outnumbered, yeah, that that the tone of the conversation, all this, all this stuff, it, it doesn't, it's it, you're not going to influence as much but if there's two people and we're not talking ganging up on somebody yeah, yeah but just the spiritual atmosphere is able to be maintained more of, of spiritual things man that's way more effective than if you're just by yourself not to say that y'all start meeting up and doing things but just i'm just saying those are the two most important things we've discovered is, is praying before and after and sharing and asking other people to pray for those things and just going in teams yeah it's a team sport and we underestimate like I said, the power of the spirit, we underestimate the way God has provided our friends and our brothers and sisters in Christ. And people we've never met yet. Yes. To, to be there for the lost. Yeah. I mean, you know, Kyler, I think that's, that's good. That's helpful. I mean, you know, the second half of this spirit, this series, speaking of Jesus will be, you know, all about the language of Jesus's prayer life and the way that he spoke, um, to the father in his prayers um, so yeah, prayer before, in the middle of, and after always life saturated with prayer. Um, and then, you know, as we've already seen in Luke 10, as you mentioned earlier, going, going together and, uh, two by two, Jesus sent them out. Um, you know, um, and obviously this means when you say together, it just means, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're in a community and you're with others that are, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it, but it means, you know, you, you invite your, you invite people into something, yeah. not just like one-on-one. -on -one. I would say it specifically means having a conversation with somebody and say, Hey, you know, I, I, here's, here's this guy. I, I we love, we love this couple. Like we're, 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 you know, we're praying for him. We're trying to, and having a friend that is going to come alongside you and say, hey, hey, like, hey, we're, we're going we're, we're to try to have dinner with these guys. Do you want to come with us to try to, you know, minister to this guy? Like specifically with that, with that intentionality. And because, for, I already said there's lots of reasons. Perfect example, you know, Ryan's, well, I'm so glad he shared this, the, the, the big flop lesson that he learned of how you can be too intense. If there was a second person there with him in that moment, they might have been able to just kind of tap him on the shoulder and he would have just known, I've seen that from personal experience. I need sometimes people to help rein me in. Yes. I didn't learn that I was too intense until Tina came with me. Boom. And now there's so much. So not only was there feedback and self-awareness and you're because, and you're, are you able to like grow in your ability and like just do a better job? But like to in, even in the moments, 
having us having that person that can see what's what's missing in the conversation all these things it's it's so valuable i'm saying not just yeah like we're, we're all together i'm saying literally try to bring a friend with you into some of these conversations mm-hmm. a big uh maybe missing piece of our conversation right now and it hasn't been missing but we've talked about it quite a bit um but we're getting closer to the end here what does um, and I said it kind of snarky in the in the questions I sent y'all. But what does love have to do with all this? When we think about speaking have of Jesus, do, yeah. Do, yeah, what does love have to do with all this? I mean, we, you know, again, uh, uh, it, there's a tendency, and and you know, someone that doesn't know the four of us, um, you know, might hear the way we're talking, and it might be just like, wow, what, you know, this is very uh, clinical. Like, what are we doing? These are real people with real things. Like, so obviously, that's not at all your hearts it's never should be our posture when we think about what it means to speak of jesus with other people um so how does what is love of others of god have how does that inform what we what we mean when we say speaking of jesus I've been waiting to get to this question to say that speaking of Jesus does not mean selling Jesus. It does not mean convincing anyone that Jesus is real or that his words matter or anything theologically. It's it's not that. It's speaking of Jesus is just being willing to say what we see is actually going on as Christ followers. And so it's more about... um, digging into stories so digging into my friend's story and truly trying to understand where they're at Mm. being willing to sharing my story so my friend can really understand where i'm at where i'm coming from i'd say jesus stories too i mean if if you have nobody here has ever practiced just sharing stories from the bible with people that seems like really weird in our culture but that's super powerful just keep keep going ryan i didn't mean yeah no that's great i'm i'm glad you said that it's 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 sharing stories and then inviting Mm sharing and inviting sharing and inviting not selling not selling i think one of the reasons we're so afraid of being rejected is because we think we have to sell something Mm. and we don't feel like we're good salespeople. i know i'm not but that's a that's a totally wrong (laughs) that's the wrong posture yeah that's that's not where we should come into this we're inviting there's a, a good book called reimagining evangelism that talks about we're inviting people on an adventure we're inviting them to a a huge wedding party and to go and just dig into life and celebration and come on let's go let's go come come see the one who told me everything i've ever done come see it's not hey you need to believe this and that it's not hey i have to Mm. i have to make sure i quote word perfect uh a verse from the bible it's come Willing to share openly and then come. And Invitation. That's huge. That's good, man. And I, the love. I like that. The love, though, is really wanting to know the other person's story. Mm-hmm. So we've talked a lot about sharing and speaking and and talking, but what it what it really takes to love somebody is to see them, to listen, and see what God's doing in their story in their lives. Yeah. And yeah. So, like Dana said, Jesus saw people and He sees us. 
are we willing to see them? Are we willing to love them? Because if someone's not loved, if they're not seen, do you think they're going to accept our invitation? It's probably going to be a stretch. Yeah, I, I, I'd say, I mean, that, that was, I mean, like in that first question of like how we saw Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, when, how we see Jesus talking stuff, like I was just like, I'll talk about this more, but yeah, I mean, it, this, it ties into everything. It ties into my lack of motivation for, it, it, it ties, if, if I'm not in, if, if, if my love for Jesus isn't there, I have nothing that's exciting to share with other people. But, but there's also this extent that like, per, so I love that phrase, perfect love cast out fear. Hmm. If fear, like, if you, if you, if there's something about an excitement about like an exciting love for Jesus that uh, in frees you up from thinking of yourself enough that you're able to love others. Mm. Yeah. I just think along with the compassion you're talking about, there's an empathy too. Um, I'm just thinking through my own story and the struggle I had with my eating disorder in my twenties and just the weight of that lie that shaped my choices, my conversations, my relationships, and having been freed from that and recognizing how other things could control their people, whether it's um, drug use or um, gender identification or anything, you can, once you experience that freedom, you can identify, say, oh, that could have easily been me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could have struggled with that because you recognize your own frailty. And so I think the compassion comes from an empathy mm-hmm. and awareness of our own fragility. Kyler, you mentioned this, but you know this comes from 1 John 4. It says, so we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. Whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. So I thought that was really indicative of our... You put to words, the word put to words, what I was not able to (laughs) to put to words. Just this idea of like, not only do we love because we've been first been loved, but like love is, it doesn't, it's not first, it's not after, uh, it's in the midst of everything and to, to approach another human being um, with love is, is a radical like recognition of not only the love that we have, um, but the love that Jesus is extending through us to this other person.
let's finish this way and we'll just do rapid um, kind of fire we'll go around um, but I guess first is there any if in like one or two sentences what what challenge would you guys issue um, to Christ City Church regarding this this topic speaking of Jesus um, and again we'll just go kind of wrap it around the, the table we'll start with you Kyler but just kind of quickly succinctly what's a challenge we'll get to encouragement next but for now just what's a challenge that you would you would want to yeah I would challenge uh, Christ City to ask the Lord who specifically he wants them to 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 engage in spiritual conversations with and to begin praying for that person with friends with and with with friends yeah and and also ask the lord which friend do they have that would be like a believing friend do they have that might be interested in trying to talk share share talk about jesus with another person that's good we'll leave it there dana I think my challenge is also an encouragement. The The challenge is to maintain and continue to do the spiritual disciplines that we've been walking through because just like we were talking about the encourage, the enjoyment and excitement mm-hmm. of the Lord, I think that comes through time with him and time in the word and um, just silence and solitude and how we've, we've been learning about that but put that into practice. Filling your cup so that it spills over mm-hmm. in the kind of the way that we've been talking about. Ryan? Christ City Church, everything you need for life with God, you've been given in Jesus. Mm. Everything you need to speak Jesus, you have because the Holy Spirit's with you. So get a friend, find a wingman, <laughs> find a wingwoman, pray, and share some stories, share some struggles. And just invite friends into your life. Yeah, that's good. And as I say that, <laughs> I want to do that too. Yeah. I'm going to bring you to Vickery Meadows, bro. <laughs> I, get to, I get the privilege of sharing with two toddlers on a daily basis, mm. and that's great. Sometimes I want to share in Vickery or in student-athletes and, and DISD, but... My life right now is with two toddlers and, and soon a little baby. So um, the other encouragement I want to give is like Kyler said, pray who? But we also have to have the faith to accept the people that God has given us right in front of us. Yes. And not want somebody else, not want somebody else for whatever reason, for mm. for status or for fun or for the challenge or the way um, it makes it, us feel. Don't be like Jonah. Don't, <laughs> don't want to be somewhere you're not. Yeah. I've, I've spent so many years um, of wishing I was somewhere else. Mm. Or to waiting s- to be somewhere else. Waiting to be somewhere yeah. else. And, and we're all right here. We're yeah. all right now. And we can speak of Jesus right where our feet are. And that's enough because, like I said, everything we need for a life with God has already been given to us. That's good. So that that actually kind of pivots into the last thing. Um, what is one encouragement that you guys would give to Christ City Church? I guess one more encouragement was when I was thinking through this question was just the sweetness of the legacy of Christ City Church and how many people have put this into action. I was thinking of like the high seas and their guidances and the brills. Yeah. And just that this, our church has been shaped by speaking of Jesus. It's, Chris Liu. 
Yeah, exactly. And so um, just that we can fan the flame and just be reminded of their stories and how um, we interact with those around us and that we can maintain that um, legacy of faithfulness and fruitfulness. That's good. So my encouragement, I, as, as soon as you started talking, Dana, and then you said, I, I, just, I, would remember, I, rem, I was reminded um, of a lot of times when we've spent praying, I bet I've spent praying for, um, you know, we do the monthly fast, and one of the things we've, that's been a theme is just for us to grow in evangelism as a church. And one, as I've prayed for that, one thing that has come to my mind um, is this, over and over again, is this image of like uh, basically like a campfire in this valley it's like nighttime there's like a valley and there's like a campfire and there's not hardly any flame there maybe there's no flame um but the embers are so deep there's just so much deep coals um and then and i was thinking about that that image again and then you and then and then as soon as you started talking dana and then you said like fan the flame and i just thought yeah man like I, my encouragement for christ city is it's it's okay if like don't be discouraged that like there's not this big flame right now i really believe that our our body is is just so is on the cusp of there's such a depth at christ city um that's unique and i i I believe that it wouldn't take very much flames it wouldn't take very much to Mm -hmm. poking of, of those embers for a very big flame um, to come. So I just want to encourage you guys, you know, in the Lord's timing, just listen to him and, 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 and consider what it might look to, to space your logs out a little bit in your life to allow for that, um, that combustion to happen. If there's no space between the logs, there's no flame. So maybe just think about that. Another way to say that is to Christ city. I, I see your faithfulness. I see your love for Jesus, and um, and I'm just as much I'm right there with you. Let's not be afraid to to share verbally what's in our hearts, and we can do that together. I love you guys. It's good. Well, thank you, three. We will um, shut it down there. Uh, it's been a good conversation, and uh, maybe we'll do another combo like this sometime uh, again in the future. But thanks. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Christ City Cast. Thanks again to Ryan and Kyler and Dana for sitting down and making time. Thank you to Young Oceans who provide all the music for these episodes. And if you would like to join us for a future episode of the Christ City Cast, come find me and we'll set aside some time for you to either share some of your story or to discuss something that is meaningful and important to you that you think would be an encouragement to our faith family. Thanks. Thanks.